if acknowledging that race exists will save tons of lives in the medical system, does that mean it's okay to say that race exists? Or is that still a racist thing and those people should just die? You know, they're, they're racist. If you're going to die because we have to take your race into account in the medical system, then you're a racist and you should die. Maybe. Anyways, coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. Alright, so I'm continuing my trying to listen to this Cut the Bull episode about race and genetics and then add my comments in on there. Go go listen to the previous episodes if you want to remind yourself what's going on. I mean, I certainly don't remember. But this guy, uh, he's talking about race and medicine. Some people are like, you know, race doesn't exist. It's a social construct. It's made up by people, possibly white people. And then you might say, well, you know what? you got to take race into account when you're doing medicine because people of different races have, you know, disproportionate amounts of, I don't know, for instance, one thing he mentions, the famous one is sickle cell anemia. I don't know, sickle cell, sickle cell something or other. It's famous that uh, African-Americans have that more than white people have it. And it's something to do with your blood. But before talking about that, he mentions um, apparently there's like some tests where you test uh, people's lung capacity. You know, probably like, oh my gosh, you got no lung capacity, you got emphysema or something, whatever. Something's going wrong here. Anyway, so you got, but you got to know how much lung capacity someone has to begin with so you can tell if it has gotten lower. And I think, I mean, don't quote me on this stuff, but I guess maybe um, black people don't have a super high lung capacity. Because black people have more, you know, they have longer legs and shorter torso than um, other types of people. Uh, and that's based on the hotter the climate, the longer the limbs. This is for animals and for people. For animals and for people, the hotter the climate, the longer the limbs is a good way to d- disperse heat. Like I mentioned this before, like, you know, the ideal, the ideal human in, you know, the Arctic would be like the shape of a ball. And the ideal human in like the um, tropics would just be like a long stick. But in any case, so medicine had this problem where they would be testing lung capacity and then they found out, you know, it's not, it's not working between races that good. So then they said, okay, if it's a black person, use this number, you know, adjust it by this much because it's a black person. But he said, you don't have to do that. Like the better way to do that is to actually measure the length. Okay, uh, okay let me back up. So originally when they were measuring lung capacity, they would measure your height. So if you're a tall person, you, would ha- you should have a larger one. And if you're a short person, you should have a, a lower one. Probably works for men and women great. But then they realized this isn't working for black people. The same, I mean, you know, everything's based on white people in America, I'm sure. So it wasn't working on black people that good. And so they're like, okay, we'll just take the, the race into account. But anyways, he was saying, instead of taking the race into account, what you do is you measure the height of the person and then you measure the length of their legs. And then now you can do the, the most accurate thing. And so that's interesting because, you know, now if you're a black person or a white person or any race, um, if you happen to have long legs or short legs like me, I've, I've mentioned before, I have the shortest, I have the longest torso and the shortest legs. I'm like a seal, like a sea lion, which meant I suck at sports. All through K through 12, I was the worst at sports because it was just these teeny little legs trying to carry around a giant torso but in any case using race in medicine is not always the best thing to do although it's probably a bit better than i guess it's better than nothing but may not be the most accurate thing to do you want to measure in this case legs and height and then sickle cell anemia i've heard this before so in america it is the african-americans who have sickle cell anemia 
But sickle cell anemia is not necessarily a black thing. I mean, basically, it is in America, though. It's a little funny. But apparently, like, South Asians, like India, Sri Lanka, those people have tons of sickle cell anemia also. So it's not necessarily a black thing. Although it definitely does seem to go with, you know, it depends on what you call a race. But if you call Indians their own race, then it goes with, like, Indians up to Greece. Basically from Greece down to India and then over into Africa. And I, I think it's related maybe to mosquitoes or something. Anyways, that's that's who have it. It's not it's not just black people. I guess we'll put it that way. And I don't know if like racist American doctors think that only black people have sickle cell anemia and that's getting Indian immigrants killed or I mean I don't even know. Okay, this stuff is starting to come back to me. That's right. On Cut the Bull they have two people on there. There's basically the woke person and the anti woke person. So anyways, the woke person is like Race is not real, and you never ever should use race when you're talking about medical stuff. And anyone who says that race can be helpful for medical stuff, then they're a racist. I'm exaggerating. And anyways, and then there's the other guy who's like, I think that woke guy is black. I'm not sure. Probably, you know, at least partially black. And then the other guy, the non-woke guy, the, I don't know if he's anti-woke, but the non-woke guy, he's an Indian descent. And so he brings up examples that prove it the other way around. And apparently... Uh, Indian people, if they have a body mass index of whatever number, it means something different than if a white person or a black person has a body, you know, body mass index, it's how fat you are. So it's worse or, or better. It's either worse or better for Indian people to be fat compared to whites and blacks. But in America, all the body mass index stuff is set to what's good and bad for whites and blacks. So I guess kind of the answer is, you know, if, if humans knew genetics down to the last, you know, gnat's ass, then doctors wouldn't need to use race. You don't use race, you just look at the DNA and you know everything about the person perfectly. But the answer is, we don't know everything perfectly about people. And so sometimes it is useful to just use race and say, look, sorry, you're Indian, you gotta lose weight. I know your white friends and black friends are just as fat as you and they're fine, but you are gonna have a heart attack and you gotta lose weight. And so, I don't know, like, this is a tricky thing. This is a tricky thing for woke people because woke people want to say that race doesn't exist, but you also don't want to get caught killing people. And it's like, oh, if we say that race exists, we can save this many lives in the medical system. And then they're like, God damn it, why? Why does that have to be true? That messes up the whole program. All right, so the woke guy, he says something interesting. You know, his whole point is that race doesn't exist, but then he says... Um, you can say that genetic ancestry exists. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of a word game. You know, I said population group in a previous thing. Like, you know, there's the population group of Africans, the population group of Europeans, the population group of East Asians, South Asians, whatever. You can break it down however you want. But I guess this guy who says that race doesn't exist, he believes that genetic ancestry exists. And then he says something else that's interesting. Cause, so they're talking about sickle cell, like I was saying. And he's like, you could call the people with sickle cell, or, you know, the groups that are more likely to have sickle cell anemia, you could call them a race. And I hadn't thought about that. Like, I, I normally think about geographic locations, but, but that's interesting. I guess I'll say this. Now that I think about it, I bet you that, I bet you that maps perfectly onto geographic stuff. But maybe it doesn't. In which case, maybe the races aren't always defined by, you know, the geographic place that your ancestors come from. Maybe sometimes it's, I don't know, some, some other medical thing or whatever. 
And so Wilfred kind of playing a little devil's advocate or something. He's like, okay, so you say race doesn't exist, but why is it that I can, you know, I can look at the Khoisan. The Khoisan, that's like the Bushman from the Gods Must Be Crazy movie. You know, why is it I can look at the Khoisan and I can pick several different traits and just know that they will be true? Like, you know, his example is they don't have straight blonde hair. Like, they never do. And I think the comeback to that was, uh, or actually, I don't even, it wasn't a comeback. Anyways, it was like, I'm bored of talking about race. I want to talk about genetics or something. So think of that as you will. But then they mentioned Neanderthals. I think you call them Neanderthals now. That's what I call them. I mean, I'm a highfalutin piece of crap, so I call them Neanderthals, just like Peter Thiel, if you heard of him. But so Neanderthals were like this, I don't know, they're an archaic human. There's, there's a few different kinds of archaic humans. It just means like they're a human, but they're, they ain't like a homo sapien. They ain't a human like us. And so the most famous archaic human is Neanderthals. And the fact, you know, you'll see pictures of them. Like, I don't know if this is, I don't know if people are still going by this now or not, but, um, like, you see pictures of them and they just, they look like a beast. At least when I was a kid, I used to read dinosaur books. And sometimes they'd bring, you know, they'd talk about, uh, you know, stuff other than dinosaurs, stuff from the old days. And then they'd show a picture of a Neanderthal and it would just be like a beast man. And so the interesting thing about Neanderthals is, you know, once we invented DNA and sequencing DNA, uh, it turns out that humans are part Neanderthal, or a lot of humans are. And, you know, I guess, I don't know, I guess it's, uh, you know, this is a nice punch in the nose to the real racists out there. But the only kind of people who don't have any Neanderthal DNA are black people. Like Neanderthals lived in Europe and Asia or something like that. And so only the people who moved to Europe and Asia and could have sex with a Neanderthal or get raped by one or whatever have Neanderthal DNA. And so because they were considered so beastly and I think also considered dumb, I mean, I don't, I don't think we know. I don't think we know if Neanderthals were dumb or not. But, you know, just at least, like I say, you know, 40 years ago when I was a kid reading my dinosaur books, they were considered beastly and dumb. And so, whatever, I guess if you would have asked a racist... You know, uh, you know, who's descended from Neanderthals? People would have been like, oh, it's the black people, because they're beastly and dumb. And basically, luckily, luckily for the whole world, luckily for everyone, um, it turns out that it's everyone else. It's not the black people. It's everyone who's not black that is descended from these possibly beastly and dumb creatures. And I think East Asians, like Chinese, have the most Neanderthal, maybe like 3% Neanderthal... I, mean, I think an individual person can have up to maybe 5% Neanderthal, which is pretty good. I mean, if you think more Neanderthal is good. And then Europeans are maybe like 1% to 2%. Like, like East Asians are maybe like 3%. Europeans, white people are like 1%. Uh, I forget what, you know, American, North and South America Indians are. They're, they're like 1% or something too. Doesn't exactly matter. I'll tell you what I would like to know. I would like to, uh, you know, they, they, they can do this now. Someone should sequence people's DNA and go find the person who has the absolute highest percentage of Neanderthal. I feel like saying Neanderthal. Anyways, and, you know, maybe you might find there might be some person on the planet somewhere who has like 10% Neanderthal. Like, that would be pretty crazy. Pretty cool. I'd like to shake that guy's hand or girl's. Maybe have a kid with them. Alright, anyways, so none of what I just said there is what they're talking about. 
But the reason why I bring it up is because I, I didn't know this. I didn't know this, but the, the geneticist guy, the anti-woke one, or the non-woke one, he says Neanderthals were white. Their skin color was white. And I never heard that before, so that's interesting. We, I, me, me and my family were a bunch of brutes. Twitter handle, at Anti-Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.